Today in Business from Wired. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. But those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. The governor of Colorado is high on blockchain. Can Jared Polis turn the Rockies into the next crypto paradise? By Galad Edelman. Crypto enthusiasts and government officials are not natural allies, at least outside of Miami. And yet Colorado Governor Jared Polis received a warm welcome when he appeared on stage at last week's ETH Denver conference to present his vision for making Colorado the first digital state. That's because he came bearing good news for the crypto faithful. Polis, a libertarian-leaning Democrat who made a fortune as an internet entrepreneur in the 1990s, has high hopes for blockchain technology. Most people don't trust either big corporations or big government, and that's what blockchain allows us to solve for, he declared to the applause of the ETH Denver crowd. We see it as a critical part of Colorado's overall innovation ecosystem. To that end, Polis announced the state will soon become the first to let residents pay state income tax and other fees using cryptocurrency, although the money will be converted into good old U.S. dollars before it lands in the Treasury. Polis also plugged Colorado's co-op statutes, which, he said, make the state particularly hospitable to decentralized autonomous organizations, or DAOs, a form of blockchain-based co-op. And he described a project that aims to move the state's cattle brand system onto the blockchain. Wait, blockchain? Cows? While Polis found purchase among the ETH Denver acolytes, his presentation raised more questions than it answered. This week, the governor spoke to Wired about his plan to make Colorado, including its livestock, the most blockchain-friendly state in the union. Wired asks, how would you explain to someone who doesn't already know much about blockchain why you think this is an important technology? Jared Polis says, a secure distributed ledger technology is very attractive compared to the legacy centralized database systems for a number of reasons. One is privacy and distributed control over your own information. Another is security because when you have a centralized system, it can always be vulnerable, no matter how much protection you have, in ways that a distributed system inherently isn't. Third, it can be more egalitarian. And fourth, it can be more welcoming for disruption in startups. 
When you have legacy systems, whether you're corporate or government, you can have an anti-competitive impact. Wired asks, what does any of this have to do with cattle brands? Polis says, cattle brands are exactly what you think they are. They are a distinctive logo, which ranchers sometimes have passed down in their families, that's put onto cattle raised in Colorado, and other states with cattle have similar systems, and it's added to a registry. You apply for your brand, and there are tens of thousands of brands, many of which are no longer used, but you can't use one that somebody else uses. The current system for that in Colorado and other states is a centralized database, a centralized ledger. Wired says, I'm from New Jersey, so just to make sure I'm with you, the point is that if my cow wanders off or gets stolen, we know who owns it. Polis says, absolutely. They do wander off and they get stolen, and then you know who it belongs to indisputably. It's registered. It's also used to capture and prosecute cattle rustlers who steal cattle. So it's used to prevent both theft and loss of cattle, which is a multi-billion dollar industry in the state of Colorado. Currently, it's done through a centralized database. Until a few decades ago, it was literally a book, a ledger. Now, yes, it's stored on a computer hard drive, but nevertheless, it's centralized, and this is an example of a record-keeping application that lends itself to ledgerization with a distributed ledger with tracking info, with recording access and transactions. A distributed ledger method is one that can reduce transaction costs, improve security, and empower people with the information they need when they need it, including law enforcement who would no longer have to check with somebody at the Colorado Department of Agriculture, but would have access to what they needed when they needed it, and nothing more, nothing less. Wired asks, but what's wrong with the state being in control of this database of brands? Couldn't you just make that public? Polis says, nothing's wrong, the system works. It's just an opportunity to increase efficiency, reduce costs. Like literally, if a sheriff in Moffat County is trying to track down a brand and it's Sunday, they probably will have a hard time getting a hold of somebody at the Colorado Department of Agriculture, and it literally involves somebody's time on both ends. With the right kind of distributed ledger application, law enforcement would have access to what they need and nothing more than what they need, because you don't want to give a random deputy sheriff access to the entire database, but they would have access to what they needed when they needed it with more efficiency. So nothing is wrong. The cattle brand system fundamentally works, but it can work more efficiently and better for ranchers and law enforcement and the Colorado Department of Agriculture. Wired says, you said at the conference that Colorado would start accepting tax payments in crypto. Why do that? Doesn't that potentially just raise the state's costs? Polis says, first, let me say what it is and what it is not. We ourselves will not engage in transactions with cryptocurrencies. What we will do is add a transactional layer that in real time will convert cryptos into the form of payment we accept, which are dollars, and we'll put that layer into taxes. But also, we want to roll that out to other statewide transactional systems like hunting and fishing licenses and driver's licenses and other things. It's not an application of cryptocurrencies for state budgetary purposes. It's two things. One is it's convenient for people. And the second is it's symbolic in sending a message that, yes, this is a form of payment we accept that is validated by the state of Colorado, just as we accept credit card payments for many purposes. Wired says, do you worry at all about the amount of money that's going into these new, very Baroque forms of crypto investments and how that might impact ordinary investors? Polis says, not particularly, other than that high volatility is damaging to the ecosystem. The higher valuation for the ecosystem encourages innovation, but high volatility discourages it. 
So I think stability is important. I think what I'm saying is it's a mixed bag, and I like the fact that there's enough value in the ecosystem to encourage and reward innovation. But obviously, volatility does cast a shadow on crypto. Wired says, one of your lines is that you want Colorado to be for co-ops what Delaware is for corporations. What does a DAO, a crypto-based cooperative structure, allow or unlock that can't already be achieved under traditional cooperative structures? Polis responds, certainly it can reduce transaction costs. It's relatively simple for a DAO to have thousands of members. Governance can also be distributed or centralized. It can be distributed in the sense where people vote on things all the time, if that's the way you want to do it. For a traditional co-op to have its member owners voting several times a day or something, that just isn't practical. In practice, the co-ops that work, and we have many in Colorado, credit unions among them, are centralized. They have distributed ownership. They have a traditional board of directors and CEO, and we love that model, to be clear. But what DAOs allow is a much more distributed model of governance, which can be innovative. It can be cumbersome, but it can also be empowering. Wired asks, are you a member of any DAOs? Polis says, not yet, but I fully expect to be sometime in the near future. Wired says, I helped create one while I was at the ETH Denver conference, so I can have the people who understand the technology send you a token if you want to join. Polis asks, what's the purpose? Wired says, well, the purpose is mostly a journalistic stunt, but the actual purpose of the DAO is to win the New Yorker caption contest. Polis says, oh, wow, now that's clever. I entered that a few times myself over the years, and I'm still waiting on my winning certificates. Wired says, how much do you dabble in Web3 yourself? Do you own any crypto assets? Polis says, no, I probably would if I wasn't in the policymaking realm, but it's very important that I'm not seen as having any particular financial interest in this space. So while I've made purchases and played around with them, I don't keep any wallet active. I love playing with the technology, but no, no financial position in crypto. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.